Hi guys, the complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying that I'm not a doctor or psychologist. I'm just a person living with complex PTSD and I'm sharing my own experiences and ideas. I'm going to talk a little bit about a different type of therapy that I recently came across that I might actually end up trying myself. I'm also going to share a little bit of family history because it relates to why I got interested in history. And I'm also going to share a movie series that I've been binge watching that I'm sure you've all heard of before. So I'll mention a little bit about this type of therapy that I may try in the future. I'm going to look into it in my local community and see if it's available here. The therapy is therapy using horses for PTSD and for several other things. I've read a little bit about it and so far what I've read is that horses pick up and will reflect how you're feeling. Horses also focus people, they force people to come out of their comfort zone by working with large unfamiliar animals. I'll say this rings true for me because even though I have never ridden a horse, I remember several years ago when I was petting a relative's horse and it was really calm and kind of somber, which is how I was feeling at the time. In a way, apparently, a horse can sense what you've been through emotionally, which I had never heard that before, and that sounds pretty incredible. However, if you have ever had trauma from an experience with a large animal or a horse, a horse might be so intimidating, you might not want to try therapy with them, because let's say you get on the horse and you start freaking out, the horse might start freaking out too, so always seek a professional's advice when working with a horse. In a sense, you learn to gain the horse's trust, and once it trusts you, you can move forward with building more trust with the horse. I guess this is called equine therapy, so like equestrian therapy. Equine therapy also incorporates a a range of things for, for veterans in particular, such as separation and reintegration into society. I grew up around someone who was a veteran with PTSD, and I will say that that was probably one of their biggest things, was reintegration into society. It was a really huge deal for them. I have to say that my biggest obstacle is almost trusting myself, I would say. Equine therapy can also help with substance abuse, sexual trauma, depression, PTSD, anxiety. It also helps with addictions and mental illness in general. One thing I can say, and this is obvious, is that animals don't lie. So you're getting the honest truth if you work with a horse, I guess. It's definitely something I'm going to look into. Lately, I've, I've been a little bit sad, I guess you could say, or not happy, which I shouldn't be, but I am. Some of it relates to not being happy with my history job, and a big reason for this is that almost every type of history job that you'll look into, whether it be at a, a university, a state job, a museum job, so many of them are political. They have almost like a Not just political correctness, but just politics is involved somehow, and I don't like that. Um, Even my volunteering experience, it was kind of political. It kind of turned me off of history to a degree. I was recently talking about this with a relative, because I mentioned that for the past, I would say about four years or so, 
I just really haven't been as happy. Um, they thought it had to do more with the fact that in my history job, I don't work with a lot of people all the time. So I'm kind of alone, just working. And they very, very, they very, may very well be right. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the politics, though. So maybe a horse would help with therapy for the sadness related to that. I also tend to always have anxiety anyway, and depression I've struggled with for years, and I know I have an addictive personality, so there are several ways I would benefit from doing therapy with horses. I think the fact that I'm turning 40 in about a month is a little bit unnerving for me. I'll be 40 in February, and it's a strange feeling. Not really sure how to describe it, just a lot of changes, I guess, and a lot of reflecting. In, a, in relation to history, one thing that I recently recalled was a big reason why I became interested in history, which does not involve politics, was that a relative of mine did our family tree or family history in the 1980s. She went over to England and did the part of my ancestry that's from England. I'm only about 17% British Isles when I had my DNA tested. I'm 50% German, and I'm about 15% Italian. But the English ancestry she found was pretty interesting because some of it was related to royalty, and so there's better documents that have been preserved related to people who worked for royalty, I should say. I'm descended from the Wyatt family, W-Y-A-T-T. One relative was Henry Wyatt, and he was locked in the Tower of London, and he was supposedly brought food by a cat, so there's like a little story called the Caterer, which is the Cat-er, and how the cat would bring him food, and it kept him alive when he was locked in the Tower of London. I believe he worked for Henry VIII. A lot of this you can find on Wikipedia. I know that's not the most reliable source, but it's on there. His son, if I'm not mistaken, was Sir Thomas Wyatt, and that man was a poet, and he was a supposed lover of Anne Boleyn. Both men were born at Allington Castle, which is in Kent, England. I actually went on YouTube one time, and I saw Allington Castle. In the late 80s, they rented it out, and there was like a strongman, or like a, a Superman contest, where these guys did these strongman events there. I think some professor or dean or somebody related to a college from America lives there now. Most interestingly, Sir Thomas Wyatt the Younger led what was called Wyatt's Rebellion, also known as the Kentish Rebellion, because he was so displeased with who Queen Mary was going to marry. And I believe he was in favor of the first Queen Elizabeth, who was Mary's sister, because he never turned on Queen on Elizabeth. And then down the road... We had a relative named Hot Wyatt, H-A-U-T-E, and he was the first rector in Jamestown, Virginia, in the colonies, which eventually became America. I'm descended from him, too. The point is, a lot of this genealogy is what got me interested in history, because we used to always hear all these stories, and we always had all these documents related to it. I thought I'd just share a little bit about myself in telling that. I know a lot of people have historical blood in them, we just happened to have a relative who was willing to do so much research to find all of that out. I wanted to share another show that I've been binging. 
I used to go watch these movies all the time in theaters, and they've been on now 20 years. Um, but I usually just saw it as, you know, a fun movie about magic. I never looked into it too deep. But I gotta say, the Harry Potter series is much deeper than I ever thought. They recently had these showing for Christmas and New Year's, so I recorded them. Um, particularly the one called Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The issues he goes through in that movie with wanting to isolate himself from his friends and the stress he goes through, they're actually very relatable. This might sound kind of silly, but they really are. He almost just completely gives up, but he realizes key things in the movie. Like people who want you to fail will want you to isolate because they know you're stronger with a support network. He also finds it in himself to mentally overcome Voldemar, or the the dark forces, because they're in his head. And he worries he's actually turning into a bad person, because in one of his visions he was a snake attacking his friend's dad. His loved ones show him that the dark forces want him to question himself, and in one particular scene about the family tree, Harry tells Sirius Black that he worries he's becoming like Voldemort, and Sirius, his godfather, says we all have good and evil in us, but it's really about the power we choose to act on, and that's who you really are. That's such a great line and scene in the movie. There's some really deep stuff in that movie, things I'd never noticed when I first saw it because some of my trauma hadn't been brought to my eyes, I hadn't been diagnosed yet, as clearly as I would see it later. By the way, I'm done watching that Yellowstone show that I talked about in the last podcast. It became just way too dark for me and started to become repetitive, which most shows do. Especially after the fourth season, it was... Some of the stuff was way too much, so I'm done with that. I had to get into something a little bit more positive. As I said, I'm going to look more into the horse therapy, and I'll share more about that with you, as I think it could really be an activity that could help me, and I could do it for the rest of my life, I guess. I've started attending my support groups regularly, where we talk about addiction and all types of things, Um, and we meet every Tuesday night. I've been really good at changing my schedule, so I can be sure that I'm there, and they really are helpful. That's most of what I wanted to share. This is the Complex PTSD Guy signing off.